Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Uh, hello and welcome to the program. You haven't like heard my voice for the last six hours. Where have you been, man? <laughs> welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Emily Hayes tonight is my guest because Fridays for fun. Yeah. No, yeah. no talking about you know collectivism or market anarchism. None of that political crap. We're just having fun. And you were wanting to introduce me because you're one of the founders or organizers of the. South Sounds Festival. Yeah, South Sounds Music and Arts Festival. We do it every second weekend of April. So the one for 2017 has passed, but you and I here, like, everyone in this this company, huge, huge music fans, music yes. lovers and stuff like that, regardless if you're on News Talk or, or one of the music stations, but I've shared a great deal of music with you, um, yeah. especially when you started building your record collection. So... What we're going to do tonight to to tell the folks is, you know, we kind of had a conversation about not your daddy's Southern rock. Exactly. And and it's not to to um, slight the Southern rock of the past, but the, the sound has changed. You can get every genre here. And so when you say Southern rock nowadays, you, you're not just pigeonholing it into one thing. Now, would you say that there are a few bands from this sort of sound that have broken big on the national scene? Like, I think of, like, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I yeah. think of the Alabama Shakes. Al- Alabama Shakes, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. One band I didn't send to you, and I know I've told you about, Shovels and Rope. Hmm. Okay. Um, like, those groups have just have blown up, and very proud that... The Shakes and St. Paul and the Broken Bones are from Alabama. That you know, and that's what kind of helped start South Sounds. Is that we we were seeing all of our these are all our friends. We would book them. You know, we would help right. venues book shows and stuff, and be like, these guys are great. They're killing it. Like the Shakes, they're killing it up in Florence. The Muscle Shoals, Huntsville, they're 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 going to be great. And set the scene for me. Is this like dive bars or little amphitheaters or? The festival? Or no, not the or, festival oh, itself, where, when you were kind of finding oh, we, these people. Oh, yeah, dive bars, um, anywhere that would book original music. And that, you know, can be troublesome because some folks nowadays, it seems like the culture is more not to take a gamble on an, an artist you haven't heard of. You know, and understand money's tight and things like that, but five or ten bucks for a show from a band you haven't heard of but are intrigued by? Mm. You should check it out. And in this day and age with the internet and so many bands doing such a great job of self-promotion, if you see, you know, you see a place and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I've heard that band. I may want to check that out. You can go to YouTube, you can go to Bandcamp, you can go to SoundCloud and find a lot of these artists and try them out before you go and spend your money. But Well, and you're, you're right that you don't need a big record label company not backing anymore. you. Now, it does help if you're Taylor Swift and look what made you do, look what you made me do is immediately playing on a football game the next yeah. night in a promo. And it's everywhere. Everybody's playing the damn song. And I don't think it's that great of a song. No. It's not. I mean, um, it's, And I love pop music. Yeah, I do too. 
like and I liked actually some of her other stuff and I like that song. So, but you and that's where they go wrong sometimes. They push out a product and they just these companies. And luckily, we're a locally owned station. Thank God for that. We're not part of this this big you know conglomerate that's pushing out the same crap. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it is well just that crap. And I want to start with one song. This was my favorite as I was riding around this morning. Okay. This is. The band, well, Banditos. Banditos, Just yeah. Just no the. No the, because, you know, they, they're not the motorcycle folks. They're Banditos. Song is called No Good. about every single band on here, but Mary's voice, it's its just so great. And those, those guys are amazing. Well, and is this what we're listening to? This is a live performance, right? It was recorded right? live in their backyard in Birmingham. So this is not, I don't think it's been doctored up in a no, studio. live audio synced to the video. And you said, you know, you know her by first name basis, yeah. Mary. When did you first meet Mary? I met, uh, met Mary and the rest of the guys in Banditos, um... 2010. Okay. 2010, uh, my friend Chris Skoda, who co-founded South Sounds with me, he was a big fan and brought them down for a show. There's a lot of people that we would just, you know, take the risk on because it's not a huge risk when you think about it. It's a couple sure. hundred bucks maybe. Yeah. And so we would take the risk on bringing them down and he loved them. I checked them out. They're amazing. Her voice live, every hair on your body will stand up. You will get goosebumps. And Mary and Steven share vocal duties um, in Banditos. Okay. okay. Yeah, but she just, oh man, when she opens her mouth, everything stops and you are, you're on Mary. Well, and I have to say that it caught me this morning, like, it's not necessarily, the lyrics are fantastic, but it was just the whole, the whole vibe of the song kind of yeah. swept me away. And I, I love a song that makes you stop thinking and takes you out of your, your, your head a little bit. And it's more than just an escape. I was saying this the other night that, I think we think of music as too much of a consumer product. Like, oh, it's just the latest album. We can go buy it and mm -hmm. we can go escape. I tend to think that rock stars, if you think of it this way, and 
I think a star can be somebody who's local or no, yeah. worldwide. They often give more wisdom than, excuse me, pardon me, a lot of our political leaders, a lot of our preachers at times. Like, they, they'll hit you in a way that you didn't expect. And that's not really a knock on, say, like good pastors and folks mm-hmm. around here. It's just that, you know, sometimes people get formulaic. And when you see a band and you're not expecting it and they hit you and you, you're like, I've discovered something special here. Yeah. Music is a deeply personal thing to to every individual out there. Um and this is when I told you when I was sending these videos to you, I was like, This is this is um oh, how did I say it? This is very I can look up the text, but you said it's very personal to me. I said it's very personal to me. I feel very um not exposed, but it's vulnerable. I feel very yeah. vulnerable because these these to me are intangible treasures. Because I think the stuff that you listen to, music is so universal. You don't have to have lyrics. You don't have to have lyrics to convey an ominous feeling. You don't have to have lyrics to convey happiness. It's all in, in, you could just be saying, you could be humming. And if you're humming high and bright, everything's good. If you're humming low, it's sad. If you're hitting sharps and flats, you're all over the place. So... I just I get I, I nerd out about this stuff, <laughs> so I'm just telling you ahead of time. And and, and I have to do a, a, a excuse me, pardon me, a Prince story here. Yeah, go I was ahead. listening to his former engineer, Susan Rogers, and it was right after he broke it off with um, a very close love interest. It was like an on again, off again. They're going to get married. They're not going to get married. And the guy was so busy. He would, you know, at that time, a band would take a song, put instruments to it, write lyrics, cut it in the studio, mix it down, master it. It would take about a week in that time. Prince would not sleep. He would not stop. He would do that whole process. It would take a week, a song a day. Yeah. And so these engineers would, you know, fall out, and he would just keep going for three days without sleeping. And after he broke it off finally with this woman he was very close with he went into the studio and he took a french word malady and then he would change it to sound like melody and it was like this sweeping like painful thing and she said it was the most beautiful song she had ever heard and he made a weird request he said cut it onto cassette tape master it on there she did that put it in they listened to it once or twice more and he said delete everything and she's like, no, please, can we wait a day? Can we not? Yeah. But you, men- I, I thought of that because you talked about how personal music can be. Yeah. And say, I can't imagine it's different for the artist than it is for the listener, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah. when you're finding these folks, do you think they're vulnerable in a different way? Like it was. I think they're so exposed. I think that they share, they share themselves with us. I feel that truly great musicians maybe not with like Taylor Swift and the look what you made me do thing but you know when you hear songs like no good and and there's some other stuff too music can speak for you when you can't they find the words for you when you can't find the words for yourself well i want you to introduce this next song it is again the same band banditos yeah banditos are we doing long gone anyway Okay, so this will have Steven on vocals and Mary, the girl that you heard singing in the first song, she's going to be on a flipping kazoo because on a kazoo. it's banditos. You've got a banjo, you got a stand up bass, you got a killer, killer Gretsch. Like, 
and these guys are southern born and bred. They're from Birmingham, Alabama. They live in Nashville now. They've toured all over the world. They're phenomenal. They have the best hair and the best beards in the business. It looks like they're actually recording in the woods, too. Yeah. There's your kazoo. That kazoo, and you know, we're in this weird period. It's like I'm thinking of like South Park member berries, member, 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 and I can do that too. Like I just talked about a 1980s artist. Yeah. And you know, there's that great Muscle Shoals documentary, and they talked about oh, it's amazing. It is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And all those stories. There's something in the mud, but it, you learn in the documentary. It was all local people. Yeah. For the most part, Percy Sledge, all these Clarence Carter, all these folks were local, and. It's good to look back and to remember, but we're, I think, you're on the cutting edge. You're on the vanguard. You're looking into, I think, local people that are actually, I think, creating something I hope we look back on 20 years from now. Sometimes I think we forget um, how pivotal the South is in the music scene, and especially along the Gulf Coast and the Delta and all that, like... When you, when you start thinking of those those throwback artists, the ones that everyone cites as, this is a huge influence on me, this was a huge influence on me. I mean, they're all Southerners. Well, not they're all Southerners, but the majority of them are Southerners. And um, I just remember, okay, so Alabama Shakes. Yes. Originally called The Shakes. Yeah. There was another band out there once they got signed called The Shakes, so they had to become the Alabama Shakes. And you knew The Shakes, the Alabama version, before they... yeah ever hit it big. Yeah, they were they were playing a, you know, 130 person venue in Mobile, Alabama. And um you have to start somewhere. You, yeah. But it's just with the Shakes or with Alabama Shakes, once they started getting big, once they started getting national attention, we got so much feedback um of God, I can't believe this band's from Alabama. You would see these comments on YouTube videos and on their Facebook page. I can't believe this came out of Alabama. Oh, you mean there's something good from Alabama? And you just want to slap all these people and be like, yeah, we're, we're pretty dang awesome down here. Well, and again, you can go to the pedigree of like Muscle Shoals. It wasn't just like a few bands. Those guys did almost every soul record yeah. that was coming out in the 60s and 70s. The Muscle Shoals sound and then Rick Hall broke off. And now there is something about this, the Delta. I mean, you get, again, looking back, Muddy Waters, you get the blues. Mm -hmm. I think it it is more, um, it's natural. It's like we're performing for local people at first and then occasionally you hit it big. Now, when you talk to some and meet some of these folks, do they, when, you know, they're not big yet, do they have these aspirations of we want to go worldwide or some just playing? I will say the majority of these folks that I know personally never indicate that they they want to be worldwide. They want to be on the red carpet. They want to do anything like that. They want to be able to make a sustainable living playing music. Mm. And that's that's the kicker. 
they're not in it for the fame. They are in it to make music. Because, you know, we were talking about how it's a personal thing. It makes you vulnerable or whatever. They're, they're musicians. Out. they got to get it out. Yes. they got to get the music out of them. They, that's their talent. That's their gift. And they've, they have to share it or it'll drive them crazy. Well, folks, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. My guest this evening is Emily Hayes. And I hope, for, of course, for the local audience here in the River Region, mm-hmm. they know who you and I are for the most part. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have But said. this is going to be put online. And my other hope is that folks from around the country, or I know a few people who are in different countries, hear this. That this is what's coming out of the South. Before we go to the next song. Yeah. Uh, that we created a great playlist here. Yeah, we should um, we should share this later. I, well, I want to ask you what was there like a moment where you realized you're a music person? Because sometimes I'll start talking about music, whether it's Led Zeppelin or some sort of funk music, or whatever, and I can tell the other person's like, "Yeah, I like music," but it's not quite in the same intensity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, when did you know that you were like that type of person? Was there a memory that comes up? I, I've thought about this before, and the, and the best way I can explain it is it is the only thing that has ever been constant in my life. My parents split when I was very young, hmm. and I'm not angry about that or anything, but they split when I was really young, and we moved a lot. We moved a lot. My mother is a very talented pianist. She's played the pipe organ in church since I can remember. My dad is a guitarist and um, he would play Puff the Magic Dragon to get us to go to sleep, Peter, Paul, and Mary. So music has always been the constant thing in my life. Wherever I lived, wherever I moved, and until I lived in Mobile for eight and a half years, I didn't live anywhere for more than three my entire life. So moving all the time, the scenery would change, the people would change, the cast of characters would change, the soundtrack just got better and better and better. It's something I could always count on. It would always be there for me, and there was something for whatever mood I was in all the time. Well, and music really has an ability to take me like back to yeah. a time and place. I was talking about it earlier this uh, week. Where I was in bomb hours in the bathroom, oh. you know, and you know, and they have the music really pipes into the bathroom. And it was Queens play the game, and I'm immediately transported back two years ago in an apartment in Auburn with this girl I just met right as my mom was really sick. And they tell you don't fall in love with the person who first brings you a casserole. I didn't listen to that. Advice. I've never heard that, but that's great. That's one line. Uh, you know, you got to be careful when you're that vulnerable, and that's sad. That yeah, you can. It can work out. But it can also go bad. But it was sort of this bittersweet memory I immediately remember. And for me, it was... Uh, I've always been a kid who liked to wear headphones. Like, whether... Yeah. And I liked my dad's and my uncle's music. Whether it was my uncle putting on Al Green or them putting on Steely Dan or Bill Withers. I remember... Again, it's like memories come back. A lovely day. It's kind of an overplayed Bill Withers song. But I immediately remember being like eight years old riding down to the beach and I have that on in my headphones. Yeah. And I'm this hopeless romantic. I'm more in love with the idea of being in love. Mm -hmm. So when I really fell in love with music and realized it could do more than just, Greg was talking about the other day, the Goosebumps song. Yeah. There was actually this otherworldly moment. You mentioned, you know, your your folks split. My home life wasn't great either as far as my mom and dad. 
Um, not to get into the dirty details, I don't want to embarrass my father or my mother, but it was not always a happy place. Nothing too bad, but I'll put it this way, a lot of yelling. And it was almost like I wanted to take sound and if instead of it being for anger or expressing emotion that way, make it something beautiful. Yeah. And that's why I kind of connected to very emotional artists and all over the map, whether it's, you know, heavy rock and roll or soul music or kind of deep Southern music. So now I want to do dealer's choice here. Oh, okay. We have, I've, you've sent me a lot of these. Yeah. And I want to ask you, which song should we go out to? It's a song I want to play a good bit of here. Oh, wow. Who do you want to showcase? Uh, I want to do Bantam Foxes. No, no. <laughs> I want to do, um, let's do Lee Baines Third and the Glory Fires. These guys were kicked out of a bar in Texas for being too loud. For being too loud in Texas? Yeah, yeah. This starts off real real soft and uh, and stuff like that. But Lee Baines Third and the Glory Fires, that is the epitome of Southern rock and roll. That show, the show that they put on. Oh. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And the song I, here is... Ain't No Stranger. Well, folks, sit back and enjoy.
Well, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. My guest tonight is Emily Hayes. We're talking kind of the South music scene, up-and-coming folks. Mm-hmm. And you've been very in touch because you set up festivals, but I'm being a little vulnerable here. Uh, while my friends would play video games in college, I would sit in my room, one-man band. This is one thing I came up this with. This is you on every instrument? Yeah. It's good, Joey. Oh, thank you. I like how you just your shoulders like, okay, okay. No, it's good. I mean, it's I have no simple. musical ability at all. I karaoke to, to make myself feel like a rock star, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't play guitar as much as I should anymore. I, this is when I used to do it all the time. You should get back into it. I think so. I should. We're just, Look at you. Yeah. We're trying to build a home <laughs> studio. Do it, man. But, um, and we were just talking off mic that... And this is maybe a point that uh, I'm going to write about more. A lot of people n- knock kind of like our modern society. We're so corrupted. We're always oh, yeah. we're consumers, and we don't take time to appreciate. And he made a great point talking about artists earlier. They're doing it for the music. But without the ability to record cheaply, do videos cheaply, use the Internet to get out the word and to expand your sound the music wouldn't have necessarily been heard by as many folks. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's very different today than it was back in our predecessors' days because you would have tastemakers. You would have folks that were going out to shows and checking out, and, and they were also venues that you could count on to book right. quality stuff and, and know that I've never heard of that band, but I've seen four bands that I've fallen in love with there. I'm going to that show. And there were DJs that you could listen to that, you know, he's never played me a bad song ever and i've got and i've got one guy like that scott register regis coffee house in birmingham he's uh he's amazing and i trust you you build up trust with yeah. those kinds of people with those venue owners and bookers and promoters and with those those djs but we're very very lucky and fortunate to work for a locally owned and operated company because everything here is done in house we're not getting program logs from la or new york telling us what we need to play, how many times we need to play it, and, and so on and so forth. So to be able to have that kind of input and the family atmosphere that we have here is, in this day and age, really amazing. Well, do you think we'd go to the phones real yeah, quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Marianne is on the line here. Hey, Marianne. Hey, good evening, you guys. I love you guys. You, I, I'm enjoying the conversation of music. Thanks. But can I give you a, a little bit, a short story sure. real quick? Sure. Now, Emily, I told you when I called before that I lived down in Mobile for over 10 years. Yeah. Okay. When we lived down there, I got my learner's permit in Mobile. Oh, I got my I, driver's license in Montgomery, though. Yeah, I learned how to drive in Mobile. Okay. Fun times but parallel this, parking. I was, but let me, I'm old enough to be your mother because I was 32 when I had my son. And... um when I lived, this is like 68 and 69. Mm-hmm. And the neighborhood, that, and I, you know, I told you it was in the Dog River area. Yeah. Okay. All right. In that area, in the housing area that we lived in, down the street from us, my younger brother, because we played, in, I played a little bit piano. My father, a couple of my, I come from a family of six kids. I have five brothers. I'm the only girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle. I'm the third of five, so I understand. Well, I'm the third child, too. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, you know, back then, the backyard bands, you know, whenever you came across one, it was just really great to listen to. 
even though they were practicing, you yeah. know, because we were kids. I mean, you're 13, 14, 15 years old. And so, um, but down the street from us, and I want y'all to write these names down because these are old names. Okay. These three people got together. The one that lived down the street from us, he was about 16 at the time, was Wet Willie. Are you talking about, like, uh, Donna Hall and all them? And the one that, the other two that came by that my younger brother went and watched jam together was Dr. Hook and Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've heard stories about Jimmy Buffett and some of the stuff that he did in Mobile, but uh, Donna Hall, I'm very fortunate to have met her when I lived in Mobile and was doing radio there. She's a phenomenal person. And in a little bit, we're going to hear a song that um, her son actually does keys on. Mm. So, Hey, I love the Alabama Shakes. I heard them to begin with like about five years ago, I think now. Yeah. Might have been four. It was late coming up because they were doing European tours back then. I was amazed at them. The stories about muscle shoals in our state are just awesome. Yep, and they need to be told. I mean, it is just... Yeah, it's incredible, the tradition, and it's, I think, also important to carry on the tradition and find, start new ones. But I'm kind of wondering, is this one thing that we kind of missed because of that first group, the Bandito, not the, but Bandito, is that the name of them? What did we miss? The first group that you played from Birmingham. Banditos, yeah. Yeah, they. I love that. And you said that that was recorded in their backyard. In their backyard in Birmingham by a guy named Joshua Shoemaker. And I'm just thinking that is just. I mean, imagine the neighbors around there that were able to go and just sit and watch them perform. Yeah, you know, They're, that is just awesome to hear. And I really get. I really hope that we get to see more of that. You know, I'm hoping yeah. it's going to turn that way, and I think it is. Thank you well, so thank much. You, well, as as you as you listen to this, remember this is just like painting on a canvas. This is their art, and once you put it out there, it you you can't get it back. But you can feel it in different ways too. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. I love ninety three point one two. Thank you, thank all you. the upper mangle management for what you do for us. <laughs> all right, thank y'all you, have Marian. a good weekend, and I'm listening all the time. Thank, thank you, you. Now let's um, move back to the song you just mentioned. I think. Oh, mentioned. oh, bunch, bunch, bunch for the one uh, features Alan, which is Donna Hall's kid, and um, ah yes, this is a live version done in JoLynn's living room. I think actually. Yeah, that yeah, that looks like a little living room. Yeah, there. but Heath Underwood is is the uh, the main driving force in this band, and I've been following him for years. Wow. He's amazing, a great singer songwriter, amazing voice, lots of emotion.
And this is Bunch for the One, mm-hmm. recorded live. And you know, it just struck me. Sometimes life can feel mundane. We see, we watch too many movies, TV shows. Everything's always so dramatic. And you're yeah. sitting in your living room. You think, I'm not like, but that sound coming out of just some a simple living room, the depth of it, the artistry, it's remarkable. There's um, so so many talented artists just anchored in the southeast that are amazing that uh, deserve people's support and and for them to be known about and when they come to town when they come to your town go out and see their show pay, pay five bucks pay ten bucks go see their show it's good now there's one you sent me that i really like oh yay <laughs> yeah great peacock name of the band is great peacock yeah and the song is desert lark mm-hmm. it's from their making ghost record uh they just played at standard deluxe out in waverly not too long ago okay um and that's a great place out there, they have the, um, the old 280 boogie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Waverly's amazing, and they get some really great artists out there. But uh, Great Peacock was just down not too long ago. Again, this is Great Peacock and their song Desert Lark. The sun is hanging in the sky. Ask yourself the endless reasons why. something earlier. Okay, yeah. I've got to tell you real quick, though. Blunt Floyd, um, who's one of the guitarists and the vocalists in the band, when you see Blunt Floyd play live, he's wearing a poncho, and he's got a summertime poncho, and mm-hmm. he's got a winter poncho. They're all, like, you know, bedazzled with a peacock and all that stuff. But you see Blunt Floyd and how into the stuff he gets and how he rocks out, and you would think that he was playing in a metal band. But it really is an extension he of himself. Just, he just, I mean, his hair is going. He's up and down. He's ama- <laughs> he's amazing. And, and those folks are amazing. Love them to death. They're from Nashville. Well, and you mentioned earlier that a lot of these folks, they're not, it's not these dreams of being at the Grammys. Mm-mm. Maybe. But it's more about living off making music. Yeah. And, and, and people hearing And people hearing their music. Like, we were talking about Shovels and Rope earlier. I have known... Carrie Ann Hurst and Michael Trent for about 10 years separately and then they played with a band of mine that I love called Jump Little Children and um, met each other, fell in love, got married and they, they started what Carrie Ann affectionately calls Swampy Tonk. Swampy Tonk. Yeah, I mean this is it's amazing stuff and, and they have done so well. They fall into that Americana bracket and um, they were just they were just over the moon the first time they got to play the Grand Old Opry. That's that's mm. their Grammys. That's their international award kind of feeling, I think. And Well, and I'm learning that it's not about summits. It's not about jumping through the hoop and getting the accolades. It's more enjoying the journey. Yeah. Absolutely. As in, I, I mean, 
I love, I've always think it, I've been at heart kind of in solidarity with like comedians and musicians who are traveling. I've always wanted to do that, and yet I find myself on my butt every day in the same place. Yeah, I invite you to hang out, but you never want to hang out with me. Yeah, well, I'm in my hermit hole, listening to music often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's mostly been older stuff, but I'd imagine some of these bands, you can you can stream it on YouTube. I want to... Yeah. How can folks support and find uh, some of these bands? Of course... You can listen back. I'm going to post this as a podcast to some of what we, we've introduced. But yeah. would you suggest, say, your South Sounds Fest uh, website? Yeah, what's really cool uh, that we do with South Sounds Music Festival is every year we make a make a Spotify playlist okay. of everyone that we've booked. And we're coming up on the seventh year in April. I've already been planning it for the last couple of months. It's a little tiring at times. <laughs> but um, if you go to that website, southsoundsfest.com, you can hear the playlist from the past six years. Oh, remarkable! Yeah, there's great stuff on there, there and and there's so there's so much music that we can't even get to tonight because right. we have such a limited amount of time. But if you if you want to discover some new music, if you want to support Southern artists, that's an easy way to go and get turned on to some things. Well, and you're right. We are limited on time. We have ten minutes left. So oh. where do we go next? Um, I want to show the awesome diversity. Of the South. Let's play the Green Seed. Green Seed. We're, we're, we're going to be right there under Bantam Foxes. Go down. Uh -huh. I'm touching the screen <laughs> like it's like it's a touch screen. Like, I'm scrolling, Joey. Right here? Yeah. All right. These guys are out of Birmingham. It's a little, uh, little hip-hop. I can't remember. We can put it at the best. That you did this, you weren't just like, "Oh, we're gonna do not your father's Southern rock." Yeah, not your uncle's Southern rock. Like hip hop is a big thing, and I was actually watching a documentary on organized noise, and where Outkast comes out of, yeah. CeeLo comes out of that, so many guys come out of that. They're the group that, for folks who probably know the hit song "Waterfalls," did that song. Yeah, I. And and you have that happening in Alabama too. Yeah, you've got you've got quality R and B and hip hop coming out of Alabama that doesn't get as much attention as it should. And uh, I don't know a single person that listens to one genre of music and that's the only thing they listen to. They're only going to listen to Americana or they're only going to listen to hip hop. It's there's such diversity and there's such bleed over with hip hop and rock and roll and pop music and Americana and things like that, you know, there's something for everyone and we kind of have it all covered in the state to be honest with you, but the Southeast has got a killer music scene. Well, in the Southeast, you have to now start, you know, people mention Los Angeles and mention New York and mention Nashville. Mm -hmm. You now have to say Atlanta in that conversation. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, uh, and and like look at the success Donald Glover has had coming yeah. out of Atlanta. Yeah. Remarkable success, and talk about an incredibly talented guy. But it's just 
I wonder why the the South. You mentioned that people are like, "Oh, that's out of Alabama." Just, what is the? I guess they just expect us to all be ignorant and barefoot. And <laughs> you know, when someone says, "Do you wear shoes down there?" Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, some of I, it might I, be trolling, but like, yeah, but the, just some of the negativity is like, "Oh, I can't believe something that good." would come from Alabama, or I can't believe something that good would come out of, um, oh man, Asheville, North Carolina. There's a band on here called Fashion Bath. It's amazing. But, you know, you've got your your go-to places, like people think New Orleans, Nashville, Atlanta. They don't put Birmingham in that mix. They don't put Mobile in that mix. They don't right. put Pensacola in that mix. And they think that Mississippi's only good for the blues, but there's a freaking phenomenal rock scene in Mississippi. I just get really fired up about it, Joey. Well, this I'm very is, passionate well, about I've it. Already, I've made an executive decision. Yeah. This isn't the last time oh. you're going to be on the show. If you'll be coming back. It would be honored to come back. Because there is so much to cover. A big part of this show is music. Music has been, as I was mentioning earlier, an intimate part of my life. Whether it's hearing somebody else's trying to make my own. Yeah. Um, any singers or drummers out there listening? I need a singer or drummer. <laughs> I try to sing. I can kind of carry a tune, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite there in how I would like to be. So you basically need Phil Collins. Yeah, exactly. Or Don <laughs> Henley. Or yeah. Oh, you don't like. I forgot. Uh, you don't, yeah, like, the I don't Eagles. like the Eagles. No, I, I don't know if you've heard me tell this story. I it was a huge. My first two life loves were, and my first one was Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Then it was Prince. But Zeppelin, I was consuming everything Zeppelin. There's this interview of Don Henley. He's in the recording booth, and he, you know, kind of taps or signals to the engineer. So turn on the intercom. Hey, can you set up the mics in here? Or I sound like you know, get a John Bonham sound. And the engineer kind of looks around and hit, hits the intercom and goes, Don, you can't play like John Bonham. <laughs> so there is, I mean, sometimes you meet people. Have you met somebody on the scene, uh, and I'm thinking of somebody like a Prince here, where they're all great session musicians. And I encourage people, not for glory or fame to even make money, just start making music if you can do it at all. Yeah. Um, but have you met anybody that is like, uh, like a freak of nature in the sense like you you're in their presence and you go, whoa, they can kind of do anything. Uh, I'm sure you have met some people, or not even that. Like you, it's oh, I play multiple instruments. So a lot of people do that. But are there some folks you met that are kind of magical? You I, would say. I think Alex Shar is magical, and he's in the band Bunch. He was in the band El Cantador with uh, Heath Underwood and Sean Murphy. And I think Alex can do anything. Ever. I mean, he. I believe he was in a Beatles cover band at one point. <laughs> like, he's just, he's amazing. Um, and I, I think Jeffrey Kane can do anything. I know Jeffrey Kane can do anything. Jeffrey Kane's the wizard. He was um, the guitarist for Remy Zero. Okay. Which is a phenomenal band. Um, and they didn't get put in this mix, but because they don't really play anymore, obviously. But um, Jeffrey Kane has um, communicating vessels in Birmingham, which is a label. Okay. And folks like the Great Book of John, which we don't have on this list, but the Great Book of John, uh, the Green Seed, Future Elevators. He's got this wide stable of artists covering all genres, and he's recording them in Woodlawn in a magnificent studio that he's made and, and producing their music and getting their music out there. 
Now, the the inner hipster in me, which means I'm not one because I just admitted it, yeah. um, wants to know, of course, you can stream this. You can go to the Spotify playlist, like you yeah. mentioned. You can find these bands on YouTube. There has been a resurgence in vinyl records. Like there, Yeah, I know that uh, Communicating Vessels has all their stuff on vinyl. Really? Yeah, Very and cool. it's freaking amazing. No, there is something, and folks think it's like a pretentious thing. It's not. I actually was doing tests the other day. I was like, okay, I'm going to play uh, the Rain song by Led Zeppelin. I've got it on vinyl, and then I'm going to play the exact same thing off my phone. And there is, you can tell. It's, it's a huge it's, difference. There's more room. And I did look up an engineer, a sound engineer said a vinyl record is probably the most high-fidelity sound a consumer can get. You can maybe get a better sound in a, a professional studio yeah. with tape. But if you're just a consumer of music and you love a f huge, full sound, go with vinyl. And you know, the other thing about vinyl that I love is that it, it's really convenient that when I get in my car and if I'm not listening yeah. to one of the stations, I can plug in to my phone and hear whatever I want to hear. That's great and fantastic. But the thing about vinyl is that it forces you to sit there and listen to it and yes. focus on it and give it your undivided attention so you can really absorb it. Well, and it makes uh, album art makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember picking up CDs, and then in the age of MP3s, it was like, okay, a tiny little thumbnail on a tiny, you know, four-inch screen. Have you have you ever seen, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, have you no. ever seen Pearl Jam's 10? Like the, not, com not the complete the vinyl, cover no. art for mm. it? Okay, the complete cover art for 10, like when you see the CD or whatever, you just see all the hands up. You know what I'm talking about? The pinkish yeah. cover? But, you know, when you unfold everything, it's the whole band. Oh, wow. The whole band is standing, like, basically giving each other high five. Now, have you seen, the, in it's all its glory, Funkadelic's One Nation Under no, a Groove? <laughs> no, When you open up, there's this whole story of how they are going to space, and there are, like, little comics all around the track listing. And it's, like, the amount of work put into just the art was incredible, and you can you also... You said that's Funkadelic? Yeah, not Parliament Funkadelic, Funkadelic, One Nation Under a Groove. It has, you know, One Nation Under a Groove, Groove Allegiance on it, Maggot Brain. Wow. Um, it has a lot of great tracks But on describing it. it like going to space makes me think of the Mighty Boosh and the Old Grey episode. It is. It is. Is it like that? Oh, it looks exactly like oh, that. Oh, it's amazing. That's, they inspired the boot. I love it. So I have to send you that. Yeah. I have to have you back on to like teach you in the ways of Funkadelic. Oh, please do. Now, some of it we can't um, play on air because yeah. they get a little dirty. Yeah, yeah. But I love the message. And this is where I love uh, music is that it brings people together. So often, it, let's be honest, on these airwaves, things can become a bit contentious. Yeah. Because of politics. Um, even people that agree on like 98% of stuff. Stuff, or yelling at each other over Roy Moore, Luther Strange, all this. Uh, but hey, I, I wish somebody would sit them down. I know it's not that important to some people, but what music do you like to listen to, Roy? What music do you like to listen to, Luther? Like, and we're out of time. Go. So how should we go out? Uh, let's go out. Can we go out with Bantam Foxes? Yeah, you want to do Sleep? Yeah, Bantam Foxes, band from New Orleans, two brothers and one of their good friends uh, on drums. Phenomenal. This record is called Gold Record. So, <laughs> well, Emily, thank you for joining thank me. Thank you so much, Joey. Folks, thanks for tuning in.